Hey guys, welcome into College Sports Cast. We are presented by the Fanboys. Brad, let's go. <laughs> this is again a running, a running joke. Here. Yeah, yeah. There you go, frozen bread. Brad, turn your mic on. You're muted. You don't know. Oh, so can you guys hear me now? There we go. There we go. There we go. There we go. <laughs> I still can't hear you. All uh, right, now I can hear. I can <laughs> hear right. now. I couldn't hear. I couldn't hear. Could you all hear me messed up. at all? No, no, we couldn't. You, was no. you had your mic muted. Yeah. Yeah. It, it mutes right. my mic when it plays that music. All right, guys. Oh, welcome to College Sports Cast. Uh, we have a special guest with us tonight. We have Auburn baseball coach. Coach Thompson on with us, and uh, he's agreed to join us. Him and John Roberts um, have worked together in the past and have a little bit of a relationship. So we appreciate Butch being on with us. How you doing tonight, Coach? I'm great, man. Uh, this is fun. <laughs> Come along with <laughs> we've had interesting. Uh... We've had we've had issues getting you on, so. Uh, we appreciate you being on with us. We have John Roberts. What's up? Jason Harrison. <laughs> What's going on? With What's us going on, tonight. people? And um, oh. I'm Brad, and just appreciate you being on with us. So, Coach, um, we'll start out with uh, – so there's a dollar renovation that the Auburn Board of Trustees – um, for your baseball field going on, it's been approved. How do you th think that's going to help your your team in the future? Uh, I'm trying to find the best way to, you know, this has been like seven years in the making to try to get, you know, additions to your facility. And, you know, uh, right. I'm, I'm not sure. Everybody says, you know, you win, you get the facility, you win the big one. You know, we've had two cracks at this, two of the last three College World Series being one of the eight teams participating. So, um, I, I think it's going to do the biggest thing for us is probably it, it shows. I think we are the program that's growing at the highest rate of percentage. The old mistress won national championship. Mississippi, they've won the last two national championships uh, and done an amazing job. But if you start talking about fan engagement, students coming online with, uh, you know, being able to get this facility finally online, uh, playing at a pretty high rate, we got a lot of things going for us. And I think this is only – 
I think the driver for us with this deal is it's going to really help us in recruiting if it's a, a drive-by, if you will, as young people are driving by, coming from Atlanta. We're geographically located in a pretty good place, and I think it gets us in the revenue-producing game. So pretty much a vast majority of that $30 million is going to club-level suites and some additional pretty pretty neat seating because Plainsman Park's a beautiful ballpark. You can see a little bit of it over my shoulder here, but it, it kind of has that Fenway um, uh, feel type feel, that traditional um, Camden Yards type feel and putting seats above that monster uh, and, yeah. and driving some new in that standpoint. Before, where we had lacked with our peers, uh, we've got a beautiful ballpark in a, in a good part of campus. But this revenue piece, because basically all we had was uh, season ticket options, and a lot of teams in our league have really gotten beaten us to the punch on some of this extra revenue and premium seating, and I think this helps us catch up immediately. Cool. I mean, I know anytime – I'm sure it's taken you a long time to get this in place and everything but I know that it's, you know, recent approved and stuff. So I'm sure you and the staff and the team are looking forward to that. So, John, you got a question for, for Coach? Yeah. Yeah. So I know that the last couple of years y'all have been in some of those um, uh, some of those tournaments, those uh, early season tournaments and, and with the opening day coming up next week and y'all in the first uh, – in week two, y'all travel out to – Southern California to play uh, to play USC. Uh, how is that going to be different than, you know, I mean, because I know you get you guys get to to play multiple teams in a in a in a uh, in in a neutral site now playing you know a a Power Five team at their place uh, early in the season. How is that going to be different than the last couple of years? Well, you just play one team. There's probably a little little less of the pitching. Uh, aspect because when you play three different teams in three days, you know, it's not the matchups and all that become a little, a little deeper and a little richer. And maybe are they going, are you going to see their one, two, and three, or you're going to wind up seeing a different combination? So right. Andy Stankowicz just took the head job at USC. So for college baseball fans, he's been at Grand Canyon the last few years. Was an amazing big leaguer, uh, was kind of a played all over the infield for the Yankees. Uh, I actually had a couple of, I think I spent three years with USA Baseball with Andy. He's an amazing man. This is a this is a huge step for him to, to go from Grand Canyon to Southern Cal. And, you know, that was one of the most storied programs before LSU won five in ten years. Uh, that Southern Cal was one of the strongest brands in college baseball. And oh, yeah. uh, Andy's, a, you know, that kind of guy that can get this restored again. Hopefully he waits till after we leave second week of the season to start uh, uh, doing that. <laughs> but, you know, we opened up in Arlington last year, Texas Rangers ballpark. It was just beautiful, gorgeous. I think we played Oklahoma, Texas Tech, Kansas State those three days. We'll go back there in 25. That's one of the best venues in the in the world. You know, that's a dome. You know, you're going to get 70 degrees inside. I think we're at Jacksonville, Florida next year. We're trying to take that one trip. And this is a tough opener for us. We got 24 new ball players on this ball club. We lost eight good ones last year. And right. You know, we do open this season with Indiana, and I don't think that's anything to sneeze at. I think that's going to match us athletically with how many new players we have. So we're hitting the ground running. But at the same time, the positive is we're going to know exactly who we are after two weeks of playing a Big Ten team at home and then going cross-country and back. Uh, we're going to know a whole lot about us instead of easing into a couple of weeks. And then that'll we'll come back, and that'll give us a couple of weeks to 
to really hone in and get prepared for that tough 10-week SEC schedule. Yep. Right. So you do open at home in 10 days um, against Indiana in a three-game series. Um, expect How do you expect to open and, you know, have the season open for you? Yeah, you know, uh, it, it's really hard to tell the preseason. You know, people – some people with us going to Omaha two of the last three years, you know, I, I've seen us rank between 17 and 301. So, I, and I'm the head coach and I'm with these players every day. I don't even know. So I guess this is good to talk about before season starts. But, you know, if you got new players, right. two of our three starters on the weekend may be brand new. So until they get out there, I think that there's one thing to how you practice and how you go through fall. I think it's another thing on how you absolutely, hope they get 15% better. But until you go out there and go a couple of revolutions and go through the rotation a couple of times, I think we'll know more. So I like our club. It's a top 10 consensus uh, nationally ranked class. Uh, but we lost, you know, eight guys last year. We lost five pitchers in the top 12 rounds. That's hard for a college baseball team to to immediately replace. recover on. Replace. Right. And we didn't lose a lot of – I don't think we lost talent. But experience means something in this league more than any other and uh, so we got to get some guys out there. They're being thrust with a great schedule at the start, like we're talking about. And uh, it'll, it'll help us get underway. We've we've been able to recoup. Uh, you know, we had the SEC Player of the Year last year, and Sonny Deshera. That's a tall ass. That'll take more than one guy in a lineup to replace Sonny and uh, Rambush at the top of that lineup. But we got some right. pieces. Nate Larue solidified himself as one of the best catchers in the SEC. Cole Foster had a great postseason. Uh, he'll move over to shortstop. Uh, Casey Howell's been in center field for the last 13 years, it seems like. <laughs> we're, yes. we're, we're pretty good. We're pretty good at the middle. But uh, the acid test for us is can Joseph Gonzalez, who's an amazing pitcher uh, from Puerto Rico, probably our number one, through 12 scoreless innings for Team USA after our season last year, can he, uh, can really, can he really anchor a staff and be a true number one? Kind of like Casey Myers or Tanner Burns or some of those guys, Keegan Thompson, we've had in the past. Can he do that? We think he right. can. Uh, but we got to have some new guys come on. Blake Burkhalter was the highest drafted reliever in college baseball, second round of the Braves last year. You don't just you don't just wake up and have a closer. Blake was not as successful closing games the year before. Found his stride and had an amazing year. Got us through that Oregon State Super Regional, which. It was amazing. It would have taken an amazing pitcher to do that, and an amazing team to do that. Because Oregon State, that was our seventh super regional. They've never lost one, so that was a real closer to help pitch us to Omaha last year. We're going to need somebody to fill some big shoes there with Sonny to share, Blake Burkhalter, a couple of big, big places. I'm not sure we've absolutely, you know, filled the void yet. I mean, you you, you, right. you touched on you touched on uh on going out to Oregon State and and. Going out there and winning, which some something that nobody else has ever done. Uh, talk about that experience because that was something that not only were y'all out there, but the uh, I think the Auburn track team was out there doing the national championship, uh, doing nationals out there, and and uh, I, I heard uh, they, they were a big contention at the uh, at the stadium with a loud cheering section. Yeah, Auburn. Scott Duvall was with them and. Uh, of course, they brought them out, and John, you and I were together at uh, at Auburn, and uh, you know, you guys that have played in our league and fans of our league, man, when when other teams are there for you, two thousand one hundred miles away, and that track team being in the crowd, uh, 
um, you can feel them. It might be 70 of them, but you absolutely can feel them mixed in with those thousands of people that are against you. That was pretty cool. That was a national championship track tournament at Oregon. We're playing at Oregon State. There was a lot going on for us. Uh, we had to stay an hour and a half away. We stayed basically back toward Portland uh, in a hotel, which was a really tough challenging situation that our guys did a great job with uh, because you had that national track tournament and you had graduation at Oregon State so we had to stay an hour and a half away which was hopefully that doesn't happen to another team moving forward <laughs> in postseason play again I think I've, I've, I've made my piece and spoke my piece in that manner but our guys did an amazing job of not making excuses and finding a way to win in a very tough environment oh yeah well, coach so I was doing a little at D1 Baseball's rankings. There's nine SEC teams ranked in the D1 Baseball rankings. Um, and you guys are slotted, according to what I've read on the D1 rankings, somewhere in that 20s, 29 range. <clears throat> what I wanted to ask you about is you guys have series – against rankings and five of those seven are on the road in the sec this season you guys are going to florida alabama south carolina Ole miss all on the road um out of five of those seven series then you have two at home texas a&m and lsu and uh you know so it's a tough schedule yeah, you know, we, we wound up like with the fourth RPI strength of schedule last year out of 300 teams. That's a big deal. We're going to have that again. That's on paper. We haven't talked about a home and away series with Georgia Tech. So uh, that's a pretty good college baseball schedule. Now, have you ever ridden a bull? Have you ever been a bull rider? <laughs> you know no. how you score. How the way you really, really score. You don't you don't score. If you draw a, a bull that doesn't buck a whole lot, you can't score. The way you score is to ride the meanest, right. rankest bull for the time. And our guys right. will get an opportunity again this year with this schedule to ride some of the meanest, rankest bulls. I, I think we had a chance to win at Oregon State last year because we had to go to Knoxville last year. And we had to win a series at LSU last year. Whenever you right. win a series in college baseball in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, that's a feather in your hat. We got to win a series at Texas A&M. All those things are playing in this league hooks it up for us. And I will say, you are seeing more SEC teams in non-conference portion of the schedule going on the road. And the reason being, three years ago, that computer changed the whole model to reward you more by winning on the road. So you'll see us go to Troy, and we didn't used to do that as much. You see us go to Sanford. Uh, you see us going to Southern California. You'll see more of this right. because you get an opportunity to score more. So winning a game at home, Versus winning game on the road, you actually get a little bit more. And if you just sit at home and you stay comfortable, it's absolutely not riding some of the meanest, rankest bulls and an opportunity to score big and win the big belt bump at the end of the deal. So that's that's part of the strategy, and it's uh, it is a tougher schedule. But if you can hang and win your share with one of the toughest schedules in America, you get to host regionals, and you absolutely get the benefit of the doubt when teams are breaking. You know, when, when committees are breaking these teams down and position them for, for postseason. Right. Oh, I agree with you. I mean, yeah. you know, the tougher schedule you play, the more prepared your guys are going to be. So, yeah. And we'll take either way, but Jason? that's the way this thing's going to be. Right. Tough, tough 
Jason, I think uh, you had a uh, question for Code about the transfer portal. I do got a question. Also, I have a comment. Uh, I do believe the last time I was in Auburn, I went to this dorm and it had the most beautiful view of the baseball field. And I want to say, I could be wrong, the dorm right across from the cafeteria is a co-ed dorm. I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, I think you guys have an advantage in recruiting right there. But my question is, um, with the transfer portal, how has it changed uh, the landscape for baseball? Because we already know what it's done uh, for other sports, not only in SEC, but throughout the country. How has the transfer portal affected your program, Coach? Yeah, you know, last year, like having Sonny share that came from Auburn, uh, came from Sanford, I'm sorry, came mm -hmm. from Sanford University, hit 270. He transfers to us as a first baseman. And we knew he had power. Mm -hmm. We absolutely believed that he helped make our program better. But this guy hit like 380 and was mm -hmm. a, was the co-SEC player of the year with the great Dylan Cruz, the center fielder mm -hmm. at LSU. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's winning in the transfer portal right there. Um, oh, yeah. And, um, you know, we got some arms. We had Tommy Sheehan from Notre Dame that pitched in the regional and the super regional for us. So it, it's been good to us. Uh, I, I still want balance. If you feel like you can get if you can get a player and a family to turn down a million dollars and delay the major league draft for three years, we have to take that player. Mm -hmm. We're trying to get uh, – still trying to get the valuable high school player that will – We'll, we'll delay going into professional baseball for that two or three years according to age come to us if we can get two or three pieces of that transfer portal because one thing we have seen as a benefit is to stay older right i mean it's mm -hmm. just yeah. Yeah. So the 22 year old version of somebody more times than not is better than the 18 year old version mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we see oh, yeah. that over and over but um, I don't. I do want guys getting degrees from Auburn University, or if okay. they were at Ole Miss, or if they were at Kentucky. I want them receiving a degree from these great schools that we have in our league. Mm -hmm. But you know, we're balancing the transfer portal. We want guys to have more of an experience than one year. Although some of these grad transfers, they've already had their four-year experience. Right. So we're trying. We're, we're trying to balance these things, and everybody's working off about three months. About three months ahead, <laughs> because it's hard to it's hard yeah. to go. There's no five year plan in college athletics. We are yeah. still trying to figure out day to day because this is flexing. Mm -hmm. You know, right. we're talking about these collectives and the name, image, and likeness. The NCAA mm -hmm. just handed down brand new legislation mm -hmm. as soon as last Saturday. So this is ever evolving and a duck and a dodge. So you, no coach. At our level, a power five level needs to get ahead of themselves. Yeah. And you yeah. absolutely are staying in the moment. You are making the best decisions of what you think you're going to leave. But for us specifically, for our program, we understand that it's good to have some older pieces. And we're still trying to get some of the best, you know, high school guys. And I've always, I'm, I played at Itawama Community College, uh -oh. Fulton, Mississippi. Yeah. And, uh, I love the junior college guy because they've only had one hat and one T-shirt, and they mm -hmm. have an amazing appreciation for getting to play in our program. So I love the high school. I love the junior college, and I love the transfer portal piece. I just – I don't want 10 transfer – I want I want our program to be good enough to have to not go get 10 transfers in one year. 
and having to keep right. creating a brand new roster and a new team each and every year. We would love to avoid that, but you absolutely you got to play good. You got to be consistent in uh, in our league. And uh, so far, we've been able to hold that end of the bargain. Do you find yourself having to re-recruit your own players, depending yeah. on the type of season you have? Because at any time, a disgruntled player can feel like, well, you know, the grass is green on the other side. Let me go somewhere. Do you find yourself having to do that or? Sure. And I'd say 31 years into this, you got to make another decision that I've made is, uh, you know, I'm absolutely, I, I think I know who we are. Mm -hmm. I think your program's got to have a real identity okay. because th th this stuff's a slippery slope. So who are you going to go to? Or who's who's a recruit? What's the, what's doing right, doing wrong? If I've done this for thirty-one years and I want to land the plane successfully, then you know we're going to do this right. Carl Nunnemaker is going to do this right as our recruiting coordinator. Gabe Gross is our third base coach. Uh, I'm responsible, right? So we have had long conversations. We're going to do this the right way because you know maybe agents, maybe moms and dads now are like they used to go in like for college football on a visit and they're asking, hey, what offense you run? Now they go in and like, how much am I going to get paid? Right. That's where we're at. So what I think is really important is for us to have an identity. And if people can see who we are, they're either attracted to it or not. Auburn is one of those places, like a lot of schools in our league, but I absolutely believe this about our place, is you come there and you either get it and you feel it or not so much. And that's okay. Right. But for the guys that right. come to Auburn, and go around that small college town, but playing, you know, in the SEC is similar to Oxford, probably the experience that you had. Mm -hmm. But people either get that and want that or not. And then if we have an identity on the baseball side, like people are attracted to that. Um, and then, you know, loving, loving your players, being good to them. But you can't make I, – I, I've gotten to the point now, at least as an SEC head coach, I can't make everybody happy. Right. I'm going to try to do right by my circle. Right. I'm going to be good to a player. I am not going to collapse to the point to where I'm going to give somebody playing time or development just to buy their retention. This isn't just about money because I don't think this right. is sustainable, this model. I think it's going to come down. I want guys, I've had 14 major league pitchers the last eight years, and you don't do that by giving it to them. You right. do it by earning it. And these guys got to earn a spot, and they got to earn a bigger role. You start right. getting people stuff, they're gonna start backsliding and you're in trouble anyway. Yeah, so we try to we yeah. try to have those comments of like we have to be very careful, continue to try to do the right thing. Because we've got a pretty good track record for a long time with uh, you know my four stops in this league. We gotta absolutely make sure we're galvanizing our identity and people can evaluate it and like it or not like it. Mm -hmm. And we absolutely have to continue to try to keep developing players at the rate, but not start trying to give it, give it right. away. Uh, I want guys to earn it because I'm trying to build men and I'm trying to build major leaguers and we're trying to win a national championship. It's pretty straightforward, pretty easy. And if you'll sincerely pursue a degree and treat everybody right that we come around, we're going to be A-OK -okay with each other. And it's about that simple uh, of a way to go about it because retention is important. Mm -hmm. Retention is important, but uh, starting to, I believe in real emotion, but if we start trying to manufacture and change and being something fake, I think people will see through that quicker than anything. 
And 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 with the uh, with the NIL that is here, and I know you're you're talking about some of the, you know, dealing with uh, the players that may if they're in it for the money. But I know that that with the NIL, it, it more just gives the opportunity that you could make some money, whether if you're doing it about the right way or anything like that. Do you find that it's easier maybe to recruit high school players? because now they're not going for or maybe because of you know they can put off getting that signing bonus you know or that that whatever for the for the for the draft in the first uh at 18 and they can get the development at an sec school also at some point possibly make some money whether the restrictions aren't so bad um like it was before nil um, something like that. Do you find it a little easier to recruit high school players now? My my thoughts are a few, right? Yeah. So if, if somebody's going to turn down a million dollars, let's say in the major league draft, the amateur draft, and forego that and try to go three years and hopefully try to improve that stock, right? Right, right. Um, then, you know, in the past, Auburn, Alabama has been in the probably the toughest state, you know, from the scholarship. Yes. Auburn's not offering a lot of incentives. We've got an average of the last two freshman classes of 28 on the ACT. And we had 40,000 applicants last year at Auburn University, and we're only taking 5,500 students. So we're not providing any incentives for anybody to come. So it's all scholarship. And we don't have the whole scholarship. For, and when I was in the state of Mississippi, man, we were trying to drive to get people to come to the state of Mississippi. Right. And when I was in Mississippi, you're trying to keep them and you're trying to get people to come to the state. And when you have that scenario, you're offering incentives. Arkansas has the border state stuff. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Okay, so Texas borders the state of Arkansas. That's pretty fertile recruiting ground in any sport that you're talking about. You know, Louisiana has the tops, the bright futures in Florida. So, yeah, we've been up against a lot. The NIL is an opportunity for a program like ours. Now, um, you know, how much can we know and what do we know? What's the value? So anybody that maybe is involved in this stuff can get on and see the value of a player by where they're ranked from a perfect game. And, and you know, and maybe where they are slotted or taken in a draft, they can figure those things out. But uh, right. there is a value put on somebody. And in the past, we were having guys turn down six figures to come to school. And when they leave, they had to pay $60,000. Man, that's, <laughs> that's, that's the thankful right. part of it or what it's supposed to be this i don't even want it to be for rims and tires and all this type <laughs> stuff right but i do but what i do believe <laughs> when i say college baseball i'm not going to compare it to the other schools let me just compare it to our volleyball team which i have three daughters and i love my girls i affectionately call them strike one strike two and strike three <laughs> i love my girl but you got a couple of things going on. Don't forget about the Austin case. Everybody's talking about NIL, which is right. not near as big nationwide as everybody is letting on to be. And it's probably a bell curve anyway that's going to have some type of a landing or a lowering point. It's not going to go away. It's going to be part of our fabric. But like right. I said, it's adjusting all the time. But if you take an Auburn baseball player just with our Auburn volleyball players, well, you know, our guys are probably – left with on average about fifteen to seventeen thousand dollars per year to to go to school at Auburn. And 
Auburn volleyball player. Don't forget about the Austin case now. That's $6,000 that every student athlete at Auburn University gets. So you got 16 full volleyball scholarships, 6,000 Austin money, and it's about $5,250 as a cost attendance that's added on that's given to student athletes at Auburn University. So they're between 11 and 12 to start with. Right. Above school scholarships, football and basketball, they've been full. Baseball is an equivalency right. sport. Right. The baseball coach is still just trying to figure out a way. Can we get guys to, that when they play for you for three years, that they shouldn't have to turn down 750, pay 60 to come to you and then come back out. Man, if a guy right. could leave our place at the end of three years, and let's say he could go to, to Hamilton's or he could go to Acre for a good meal a week, you know, somewhere like everybody would like to go to. Right. have a little bit but if he didn't have to pay any debt when he left our program after three years and he got a little spending money around something basic uh man that would be good stuff so right. even compared on our own campus and i want those volleyball girls to get every bit of it so right. hear me right i want those girls to get every bit of it but i want you to understand the baseball coach is thinking a little bit differently on this nil stuff right they're absolutely can we get our guys not to have to pay? So let's say, and I don't even know what the averages is, and I'm never going to get myself in trouble with this deal here. But let's say, a, let's say an Auburn baseball player is getting fifteen thousand dollars. I bet it's going to pay for his school before it starts goes and pays for all this other stuff that we hear about in right. this chatter world. I right. guarantee you, in the Southeastern Conference, they're starting there. Now. The other piece is when people are getting different values in the same clubhouse. And I can see that being a challenge just in everyday life because we're all human. But uh, I have to tell you, man, those those high school guys, the world's going to know it. The collectives around the country don't know who's <laughs> got a chance to go in those top five rounds of the draft. Right. They know those guys. They cost more. Yeah. And the other place, if you think about it, these grad transfers are good. So, Jason, back to your deal about like a grad transfer. If you're going to put something in it and go a transfer, a grad transfer is a way to go uh, because cost of attendance is a little bit less for them because they're taking some of these extra additional coursework for a year instead of having to pay that full out-of-state tuition. Right there. If right. you're going to give somebody – if somebody's going to give somebody a little more money, you make a run at a grad transfer. It looks like the way it's going to be because they're only going to be there one year. The right. problem is if you're going to commit to something, uh, I would imagine if you're one of these collectives and you've commit to something, some of this money and stuff, then you have to look at this deal and look like, all right, well, I gave this kid in football a hundred thousand dollars. Well, you really gave him 300,000 or 400,000 because you're going to have to, you want retention, right? Are they going to leave? And that's right. one good thing about the grad transfers. It's like a, a one and done, if you will, for the first time. Right. Yeah. Right. And yeah. go get somebody that's a great player. If I think this guy's a, uh, if a collective thought this guy was a three hole or this guy was going to be a rotational pitcher, you know, that's where, you know, maybe some values going in for somebody. And, and, and uh, it, it's fascinating to me to hear how people are doing this. And then it, it's fascinating to me to hear how, People don't have it right. Things still aren't hooked up. Uh, you know, there, we had a deal that come out a week or so ago of a, you know, a football player that was going to get all this and all that 
went apart. This is this is ever evolving. Yep. I'll just go back to the simple basic of being able to to make it a little bit better for an equivalency sport to where somebody is getting their school bill paid. That's kind of where college baseball sits today. We kind of, we, right. we kind of touched on that last uh, podcast when we talked about, not the last one, but the one before that, uh, when we were talking to Burns, that we feel like it should be a cap because we kind of, kind of mentioned when basketball back in the day and football that these incoming uh, athletes would get huge contracts without proving anything. They were very unproven until they started putting the salary cap in. So I think that the NCA has to come in and put a cap on something because the kid who had signed with Miami, that was Florida. He had committed Florida. to Florida and 13.6 yeah. million. I mean, that, yeah. and like Byrne said, at a high school, that, <laughs> that deal had to get shut down because if that deal would have went through, you would have seen outrageous number. And I can say, hey, I'm, I used to be a coach. I'm losing hair. I'm not as great, but I think every coach will have a head full of gray hair, knowing that a kid is coming in making more than their assistant coaches, and putting yourself, your program in such a disarray that that kid right there might be a problem if he's making that much money too soon. Yeah, and I'm not sitting here acting like an expert. It's like all this stuff I hear, and even just having a conversation with you guys is uncomfortable for a head coach. <laughs> yeah. If honestly, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and then personally, what I hate the most, because again, we got into this to make it better. And if college oh, baseball yeah. can make it better for our families, because I've been in this league for 21 years and our families have been left to pay a lot of money through all right. the schools. If we can make that better, man, there's a good piece to this. But can we keep right. finding the good piece? Uh, but as a coach, what's concerning is that I don't make those decisions. Right. Uh, you know, however that stuff is going on, and I don't – a coach likes to have control and know what's going on. Right. And, and this is a tough time to coach. And you know what? If a player winds up not working out, let's say somebody absolutely invested in them, they're not going after the kid. They're not going after the student athlete. <laughs> they're going after the coach, right? Right. You're right. So, You're right. This is a new day and time where we don't feel like we we have as much control. And I would love to see – you use the word cap, and I think that's a scary word because now there's lawyers involved. And that's yeah. why this wound up – this wind up – it probably came on board a little sooner than everybody wanted. Mm -hmm. But it did because of the threat of lawsuit. Lawsuit, you're right. You're right. Okay. We got a couple of things. There's a lot mm -hmm. going on in California right now. And don't forget – you can't shut or button this thing up. There's another piece to this. It's not just the NCAA. It's every state. And every state has its own laws. There's 50 different right. interpretations. Unless Congress steps in and, and you know, does some kind of legislation. Right. Well, maybe that's next week. Right. Yeah, I'm just saying, you know, but, but it is each state. Yeah. 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 That fast, I forgot that baseball players were not on full scholarship. And you said that 11.7. 11. 11. You might know this guy, Kenny DuPont. You saw always. Oh, yeah. You remember DuPont. Kenny DuPont used to always come in and say what he was having to do. And when you just mentioned that, I forgot that quick that baseball yep. players were not on full scholarship all the time. Exactly. Yeah, he's a great right. coach down right. at Holmes Community College. He's down at. In South Alabama now as a junior yeah, college yeah. head coach. I, 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 
I was down at homes with him. I was down there for 13 years. So yeah, I, I trust me. Plenty of stories that guy told. We go hey. and Roy Oswald is his guy. Roy, Roy is the best. Roy is the best. Yes. yes. Yep. Yep. Well, coach, well, quick. I want to no, get I you just, back. I, back. I want to get you back to your team. Yeah. Okay. For this year. Talk about your pitching staff. What do you what do you expect on your pitching staff this year and starters and, and close and and you know looking ahead for the season. Yeah. We still got a lot of growth, so it's okay to tell everybody they got to get better, you know. So we we probably got to throw a little more strike a few more strikes, which what coach would never say that. And then I think the biggest piece, our best SEC staffs had more swing and miss than we're presently getting. So I don't know if that means we were really getting ready to swing the bat, you know, Bobby Pierce and Nate LaRue and some of those guys we mentioned. But, uh, you know, Joseph Joseph Gonzalez, a Puerto Rican, uh, is, is an amazing right-handed pitcher. He's a sinker ball pitcher, so he's kind of a throwback. But uh, he's our number one pitcher, um, and he's worked with that sinker. Tim Hudson had worked with him a ton to get him in a good place, and hopefully he can put it all together this year and lead us. Chase also had 24 appearances, I think, as a freshman last year. Hard throw in mid-90s, righty, big tree trunk lower half from Dothan, Alabama. Probably gets a chance to sit in our two-hole. Uh, Tommy Sheehan's got a chance to sit in the three-hole. He had 35 starts at Notre Dame in his career. So, you know, some of it's pretty good. Uh, uh, in the back end, we got uh, Will Cannon is somebody. Big shoes to feel about Burkhalter that we talked about earlier. But probably our most survivable fastball and kind of has that mentality to – to close, he spent one year at Northwest Florida Junior College last year, and comes in and might get the first shot to anchor us. And like I said, we we lost experience. You had five guys go in the top twelve rounds, and when you do that, they're not sitting the bench. Those guys were pitching for us and pitching a ton. So I think we again have just as much talent and probably more pieces. I call it the peacock. You ever seen a peacock spread its feathers? We got low slot lefties. We actually have five more lefties than we had last year all the way down to John, to John Armstrong, who is a lower slot right-hander. So we right. have more matchups. It's just, you know, how are these guys going to pitch with talent but not really have the SEC experience we had last year? And that, that will be the telltale. Uh, I, I subscribe right. to the Skip, uh, Skip Berkman deal of pitching, pitching, dominate the routine play, and timely hitting. There you and, go. Uh, you're going to have to pitch, no matter, no matter how many home runs you're hitting to win a championship because that's what we're trying to build is to be elite if we're trying to do that now you absolutely have to figure out a way to get seven or eight guys really pitching the ball well for you find a way into postseason make a run get to omaha and much like the old miss team last year you got to get one or two guys to go to autopilot and they just absolutely can go run your seven or eight innings on autopilot at that point and carry you to a finish line now, when when you were we, you were talking about the 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 pitching staff and you had uh, Joseph Gonzalez sinker ball, he is a he, he is you know more of a pitch to contact kind of guy, right? I mean, with it being yeah. a sinker ball, so everything's just going to get driven into the ground. And that's or, okay, but just think right. about it: if you got a guy that can't get swing and miss, and you're up right. one run right. in Oxford, in Oxford, and it's one run, and you know those three guys are going to put it in play. I mean, I'm just I mean, saying. My mine was the same thing, except he was more of a swing and miss with the sinker, right? Yeah. And I mean, isn't that more what what he was? We'll make less errors and we'll win more games if you can get to the ninth inning. You got right. some swing and miss, right? If you can absolutely 
create right. panic in swings and you get swing <laughs> and miss, you're going to win more. That's right. been in our league. I had, uh, I guess I had Holder at Mississippi State. We had 39 and tied with one of the boys at Ole Miss for the most saves in SEC history. Burkhalter was a star last yeah. night, last year. The Oregon State deal, just to put in perspective now, he came into that ball game with a four to three lead, runners at second and third, and one out in the seventh. Yes. Uh, nobody reached. All they had to do was hit a ground ball in the infield to tie it in the seventh. Yeah. With three, four up. Right. Instead, he goes punch out, punch out. So you cannot convince me you want to do something at high level that you don't have to produce swing and miss. If they would have just hit a fly ball or a ground ball, we probably wouldn't have got out of Corvallis. Right. And he got the clean slate after he got the swing and miss in the in the seventh. And, you know, they probably hit a couple of routine fly balls, but they never challenged because there was a ton of swing and miss associated with that type of guy. He wasn't just on that day. It was probably the best outing of his career at the right time. And, Oh, and really, yeah. that's the best. We had cops a couple of years ago at Arkansas that just that guy was. Yeah, and it was his sixth year too. He didn't do that for six years. No. He finally found the metrics of a slider, and he could throw it any count, any time, threw it all year. And uh, we got to find a little more wipeout, and we got to get some guys in the zone. That's not Joseph's job. Joseph's job right. is to go and have nine on one, and these guys playing behind him. But it's yeah. okay to still have to grow. We're a week from the season, and I'm real honorary with our team right now. But that's okay. I'm kind of I'm glad we're not peaked yet. And by goodness, I promise you, we haven't peaked. Right. But at the right. same time, we have each other's attention. It's not going to be like we line up against Indiana and wonder if we need to get better. We need right. to get better today. But I think that's a good place because, you know, last year we were picked last in the West, and this year we're picked last in the West. Picked to to be a, a regional team. That, none of that makes sense to me. Right. That's just that's how good, <laughs> yeah. that's how good uh, the West is, or the overall SEC is. Right. The, top, top right. 30, the top 30 college baseball teams are amazing. So I don't even know what we're going to be, but I'm, I'm really excited. This, this is a fun group. They've done everything. We just, as the head coach, our players, we just got to get better every day. Right. And Sheehan, Sheehan came back from uh, – was it Tommy John or yeah. is that what he had a couple of years ago? Yeah. Then, so he, he had it and then come to us at a few months and he was lousy all year long. We put him in there. He get blasted. He got in great shape. Right. He was backing up, backing up every base, backing up third, backing up right. home. He was running everywhere. And you know what? That was a really good investment for us because he locked it down for those last five postseason. I was about to say that the, he was great. He got, he got stronger and stronger as the season went on. But it, it seemed like he was still recovering at the beginning of the season versus the back end of the season when you needed him to be, you know, yeah. what he is. It's and a I'm really interested. good point. That's a that was a veteran guy that was right. basically doing rehab stints in season, trying to right. get to a point, and he hung in there. And then right. when everything lined up, so I give I give Buddy so, a lot of so, credit. I looked the other way a lot, but it absolutely <laughs> – we needed him down the stretch. Yeah, so now I'm interested to see what he looks like when he's strong at the beginning of the season and see what it looks like for a full season, not like, hey, right at the end of the season, I'm going to give you the best I've ever had. I want to see what it looks like. Right. I mean, I, I mean, the end of the season's great. To well, have I mean, the best he had to had, build but, up to that. So, yeah, 
I want to see what it looks like at the beginning and of the that, season. That's the way we're yeah. going to answer questions. You know, I say, I'm telling you lack of experience. I'm trying to be yeah. as honest, give you an honest right. decision as oh, I can yeah. about the club. But somebody that's already had 35 appearances in those five postseason appearances, <laughs> it's 24 years old, that would really help me be a solution if somebody <laughs> like that at that age could get the season started off well. Yeah. Right. Well, man, it was great talking to you. This is uh, yeah, this Coach, been a blast. Appreciate you being on. I again to you on the air for some of the issues we had trying to get you on uh, beforehand. But this has been the best uh, three hours of my life, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm aware that that's probably not true. <laughs> we appreciate you being on with us, though, man. Um, uh, it's, Coach, it's I'm out to make that Oxford game too. I'm gonna make that Oxford game this year. You I'm come see me, all right? You come, come over there, yeah, heckle or whatever. Over. You come by and see me, please. <laughs> I, I, I'm not much of a heckler. I like to stay in the background, but I will come. I will come. Well, I look forward to that. And John, you come down to the plains here soon, and oh, I will. I will. Kentucky guy, good luck with. Uh, <laughs> all right, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Kentucky baseballs. Probably way behind you guys. So, you know we'll what, see. Nick Mingione. Let me get him a shout out. I worked seven years with Nick Mingione. I'm so proud of uh, Nick being the head coach there. He's a good man, and uh, uh, he you know, is. And he, kinda, and he we're fighting and clawing, but man, it's a it's a pretty good fraternity. Of, he's, uh, oh yeah, he's always really close. He's like once one series is away from you know being able to uh, do something kind of special there. So. Hey, don't forget now, it, it's good. We deserve our ribbon, and that's what this fan's for. We're building all this, and everybody has a right to all this. Let me tell you something. This is the best amateur baseball on earth. Yeah. Not, not in the county, SEC. not in the state, not in the region. Yeah. Yes. In earth. This year, let me tell you, y'all look it up here, y'all, if y'all stay together and keep doing this. Opening day major league rosters, there will be over 100 former SEC baseball players on opening day major league roster. Out of 750. Yeah. So right. you can't even give coaches all the credit. You just this is called this is like proverbs, right? Let me preach for a minute. This is like <laughs> this is like iron sharpens iron. If you yeah. can earn your way and get on the field, this league will sharpen a young man. And I'm telling you, if it goes up about the tune of five or six added every year, it'll be over 100 guys. And I bet the number two conference in America is going to be 25, 30, 35 spots. Not even close. Coach. I, I, I looked right. this up. Yes, I looked this up about two or three years ago, and it was at it was in the neighborhood of about 65, and that still dwarfed any other conference. And it was right around the it was right around right around 65 a couple of years ago. And getting over a hundred is nuts. If uh, look at if us, it gets over look, look at, yeah. Look at our team. 2019, we go to 2018. We drop the ball bounces over the fence in the super God. regional to be the last team not to qualify. 19, we make it. We use that adversity to make it. And the same guy is the one that hits the home run that yeah. really sparks everything. And yeah, that's what was he, he stayed in the fight. He didn't quit. We didn't let him. That's right. right. That's then, right. 20, we got to COVID, the whole world gets that. 21, between our two World Series, in 21, we lost nine one-run SCC games. Oh, my it's God. It's that final yes. line for Nick Mingione, for Butch Thompson, for every right. coach in our league. And just let me tell you, when a team does like that, we did in 21, 
and then we're right there. We're back in Omaha. We're hosting a regional the next year. Mississippi State won the national championship two years ago and did not make the SEC tournament this past year. Our league <laughs> right. is incredible. And fans, yeah. I get it. But I'm just going to tell you, it's the best amateur ball on earth, and it's that fine of a line. Mm. Uh, Ole Miss won that national championship. They barely got in. <laughs> they wanted to yes. fire their coach right. before yeah, the season Yeah, started. they barely I mean, got in. They, <laughs> and they are amazing. Earlier in the season, they were number one in the country, but they barely got in. And they won the right. – right. Remember, right. don't play with And they an got SEC. hot. You can't play with an SEC school. It's like handling a rattlesnake because they have been through everything. I if mean, you're going to pick right. up an SEC team, boy, you better know how to handle it. I mean, even the 19 team for, for Auburn, just w w how y'all were coming into the season or how y'all were coming into the SEC tournament, coming into to postseason, and just it seemed like limping in and then all of a sudden caught fire and boom, you're, you're playing in, in Omaha. And it was just one of those where it's, I mean, anything can happen. Yeah. And it's that, and again, as you're saying, it's that thin line right there between being – in Omaha or being in, in postseason and not being in postseason. And I mean, even when, when I was at Auburn with y'all and in 2005, we're the number nine team in the SEC made a regional. Yeah. That's and, why I made it. It just yeah. means more. This is the most yeah. outstanding sports and we don't need to be uh, crashing and doing any shortcuts. We're in too good a position with all okay. this stuff going on. We need to do right. NIL, we need to make good decisions. Um, I think we have the best leader in college athletics period and Greg Sankey leading the SEC. Mm -hmm. I'm a believer. Like, uh, we're all <laughs> believers in Greg mm -hmm. Sankey. I agree with that. I agree with that. Sankey doing a great job. Through the COVID, through all this stuff, and he is a leader. This transformational yeah. committee, I mean, he is one of the – he is probably the strongest influence and leader in college athletics, and I absolutely believe in him. But we've worked so hard in all our sports, and especially baseball, because that's where every day my heart's focused on. And now that I've been in this right. thing over two decades, I protect every school in our league in baseball. I protect our coaches. I protect our student-athletes. I protect our fans. And we have a great brand. We absolutely need to keep making great decisions and keep making it better. And whatever that is, we need to find out the one thing every day to keep making this thing thing good. But it's that final. That's what makes it incredible. It's like when I was a junior college head coach, we were better than 40 teams when we lined up. When I was in NAI, we, we, were, we were better than the competition. Let me tell you something. Whether you play in Kentucky or you play in Vanderbilt, it don't matter if you're playing them across the street, home or away you're matched athletically when you hit that field. And that's why I absolutely love this league. All 14 schools that sponsor a baseball team in the Southeastern Conference is invested in that sport. And that makes it great. Mm -hmm. 100%. Um, you know, the SEC, basically the best amateur league in the world, in my opinion. I agree. <laughs> we, we had Peter Burns on – about a week ago, and he said that um, SEC baseball was like a double-A all-star team. This is the way he put oh, it. Yeah. And, I mean, <laughs> going to the uh, yeah. SEC tournament and seeing the, you know, four out of the top five draft picks or whatever, you know, the, at least number one and number two, and, and seeing uh, just a ton of 
you know, top five rounds, top 10 rounds just coming through and you get to see everybody play in one stadium. That is some of the best baseball that you'll see. Hey, and yeah, we got we up. got Texas and Oklahoma coming in this league. Jesus, <laughs> all only adding only adding right. to right. it to all three uh, right. all the major sports. Coach, we got be. recruiting limo. Right, Jay was on yeah. on with us, and he says you're to be oh, a real real leader. So, I just wanted to say put that up on the screen about him you being a real leader. So, just wanted to put that out there for you. All right, well, I appreciate it, Coach. That. We yeah. appreciate it. Yeah, I could play a round of golf quicker than this. I'm out. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All, All right, right Coach. Man. We appreciate Thanks, your time, Coach. Man. Thanks, Coach. Thank you, Coach. Yeah. Thank Thanks you. for letting me hang out, guys. All right. Have a Thank great you. night. All appreciate right. it. All right. All right. Thanks, Coach. Well, that was awesome. <laughs> it was. It was pretty awesome. Uh, hey, he's, uh, he, he broke he down around. a lot of stuff. Um, that is, you know, especially for the baseball side, talking about trying to cover cost, you know, because of scholarships and the scholarship money and stuff. I mean, he done a real good job of breaking down when it comes. I thought, yep, he did, he did, and that's something that I've heard him speaking to baseball alumni, where he's gone through and 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 done a lot of stuff like that because he is one of those outside the box thinkers that um is out there going you know what if we what if we try you know change the you know have uh turf and we we work on speed and stuff like that and just turn our team to speed and you know you you become the organ of of baseball you know for you know referencing oregon you know, football and just having nothing but track athletes. I mean, there's been stuff like that where everything is just where, where he's thinking about everything, every little detail. And it is, it's, it's pretty awesome. And that's why I really wanted to have him on because I knew that we would have at least one question that would get him going. And yeah, anything I mean, he was great recruiting with NIL, some of that. and that's where he, and that's where he went. Yeah. And I knew that, it didn't matter what we did. We were going to find something. And it, it was, <laughs> yeah. And uh, I'm I'm glad he stuck around because of all of our technical dick. I don't know. So, you know, I apologize to but, everybody. But, but it, yeah, but but I'm I'm just thrilled that he stuck around. Great advice. Yeah. Great advice. Yeah. It was so, great. He, yeah. man, so, he was great. He was great. So we, yeah. so we, I had to <laughs> open, open up our, our, live cast feed in two different off of two different things trying to get him on wow and when and when that happened it created different rooms so he was sitting in a room and we were sitting in a room and we didn't know that each other was you know so we, anyway there was the whole existed. process yeah it was a whole process trying to get everything in there and then i think because it created both rooms it also created my stuff to be slower because there was two things going on at one time anyway right. it was a whole it was a whole big deal and we're we're really happy that it did take us a yeah. while to get all this done it took it took us about 45 so, minutes to get started and then instead of him being yeah. around for 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 20 to 30 minutes he stuck with us for 52 minutes i told you <laughs> if we get if we right. get somebody like, on that says gonna be on for 15 20 they're gonna keep talking because hey 
great vibe. Yeah, in here. we just great vibe, yeah. right? Man. Yeah, you, you get them in, you get them in. Yeah, and, and so, all of a sudden, so he was with us like an hour and forty five minutes, something like yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't know how that right. happened. Sorry, but <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, guys. I'm going to hit this on the prize picks. We're now sponsored by Prize Picks. You can go to prizepicks.com and use promo code CSCAST to um, get a 100% deposit match up to $100. It is daily fantasy sports fun. You can go on there and pick uh, a sport. There's over 30 sports to pick. There'll be. Uh, NFL, NBA, college football, baseball, basketball, and you can pick players, go high or low, and have a little fun. But when you do that, help support us, College Sportscast, by using the promo code CSCAST, and you will double your initial deposit. So we appreciate you doing that for us. Guys, I think, John, you have another announcement for thursday don't you yes so we will have on thursday chris marler of the saturday down south podcast uh he and uh, connor o'gara do a podcast uh mainly cover a lot of football they 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 will touch on some basketball and stuff like that both of them have been featured on paul feinbaum um so this is this is a huge get here, getting Chris Marler of the Saturday Down South. He's going to be a doozy uh, of yeah. a person because he's going to be all over the board. It's going to be great. Uh, very. So much he's going to be with us Thursday night, I think at our regular time, right? Regular time, yes. Yeah. 8 o'clock yeah. Central, 9 Eastern. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So we're excited so, to have yeah. Chris Marler, um, Saturday Down South, with us on Thursday night. Yeah, so it's gonna be uh this one's gonna be awesome. So uh we can he, he's the guy you want to go have a beer with. <laughs> yeah, and hopefully we won't have any of these issues. The issues we had tonight, we we were doing everything going through Auburn SID, the baseball SID. So I was having yeah. to send everything to him and not directly and, and don't blame put, it on him. Was having, hey, it, yeah. hey, it all worked out. Butch was doing yeah, a great job. No, no, I'm yeah. saying. So it was just, it was just, we had to do things a little different. So, yeah, you know, everything was a little, a little it was, different. It was, it was an extra, was an extra step too. But yeah, yeah, it's a little yeah. different for me it's too okay. tonight. Hey, you, hey, you should have seen when when you, when you left out. I looked at looked at John like he left out. So who's gonna let him let him back in? I was like, like <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We're don't gonna know. have trouble. Well, so I thought honestly, guys, when I left, I thought when I come back, I would come back to the same room, but apparently I didn't. So you know, no, I don't know. Hey, we nope. worked it out. We worked it out. Great show. Great show. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. All right. So we are presenting boys and our 2023 defend. Boys nonprofit organization uh, is home forks. We uh, are asking that you give to our troops who have been injured or wounded in battle. And they, this home for our troops builds homes for those injured uh, veterans. And 
Um, for every dollar that you give, 90 cents of it goes towards building homes for them. You can do that at www.hfotusa.org. So we're always trying to give back to the troops as well. So, Yep. Anything else, guys? I know this has been a lot longer show than we thought we were going to do. So, oh my God, <laughs> I, 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 I am tapped out. But hey, yeah, I hear you. It. We stuck with it, you know. Hey, and, and we persevered, man. And wow, what a great show! What a that great awesome. show, man! What a great show! Except for the That's beginning, we'll give a high five. I'm gonna give a high five to both y'all. I, I do appreciate it. So we, we will see you guys um, Thursday night with Chris Marler from Saturday down south. Y'all have a good night. Peace. See ya.